The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I'm a bird. This is my birdcast, and I think that's all the information. Good night, everybody. Okay, this was fun. You guys, this was great. Snacks are great. You guys were, oh, no, you seriously, you guys did so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. No, we'll wait for the lift outside. No, 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 we're good. It's fine. I have an umbrella. (laughs) Can you tell that I've been dealing with humans lately? Um, Yeah, I've been invited to some wacky events. I went to, well, if you're just listening for the first time, I don't know, go back and listen to a bunch, and you'll know where I'm at. Uh, But just to catch you up, a bunch of shows, did a bunch of things in the city. Riot Fest was two weeks ago, and I'm still recovering. I'm going to be doing a lot of shit with Logan Arcade, so if you're not following them on Instagram and um, Facebook and TikTok, uh, check below for links, because they're they're my buds, and I'm buzzed with them, and I'm proud to say it. Am I sponsored by them? No. Will I be someday? Probably. I just got to make the moves. In the meantime, I just like being there. It's my favorite bar in the city. So if you're ever in Chicago and you're looking like, hey, where the fuck is that stupid bird at being drunk? I'm like, at the pinball place. There it is. Now you know. Come find me. At Logan Arcade, I'm usually there. I'll be streaming from there um, probably in two weeks, but I'll put information up later. If you're getting this on like today, which is Friday, October 7th, just so you know, jump on the Chad Tubes. That's um, youtube.com slash Chad the Bird, because I'm going to go live uh, with a birdcast recording for the first time doing it live, uh, and the comment chat will be open, so please BYO opinions. Um, I'm bringing our good friend Lucy Ball and um, a new guest that I haven't had on, but I've been wanting to for a while. Famous horror writer and historian and enthusiast, Dr. AC uh, of the Horror 101 and Hidden Horror books, both of which are must-haves. As we get into this Halloween season, tis the screams and frights for all and to all a good... Yeah, I'm excited. I fucking love Halloween. Of course I do. But before we do that, we had to pay homage in wine remembrance to the great Fred Franzia, who left us this last month. Fuck, man, it's October already. Who left us last month, uh, and I uncovered a shit ton of history that blew my mind, so please sit back and enjoy. By the way, I may have taken a little too seriously and may have celebrated a little too hard. I don't know. You decide. And uh, definitely may have um, slammed and went ham before my eulogy. So you might notice I might not be entirely within my legal limit. And then you're going to hear the audience go, oh, and it's because I dropped my cup, which is just a party foul across the board, especially when it was the last 
free cup at the party. So um, I was kind of fucked after that. And you don't want to be that, that guy drinking out of the bottle in the back. You're not there anymore. It's not college. You're, you're past that now. So, yeah, you're going to hear me go, oh, fuck, that, that's what happened. And it's visual. If you want to see what happened, go to my YouTube, like I was saying. You can watch the thing go down. It was pretty priceless. Anyway, that's what's happening. I can't promise that you like me Cause you could go downhill I can't promise that you love me But you probably will I promise you forever, baby, cause that just went too long. I got a pocket for recorders now. Please be, please be seated or find a spot to chill for a second so you don't fall down. The great, uh, the great composer Ludwig von Beethoven once said of music that it is the wine which inspires one to new generative processes. And he, quote, am Bacchus, who presses out this glorious wine for mankind and makes them spiritually drunken. Of course, that's just about piano shit. And a total metaphor, not about the actual glorious juice. Squish it from the grapes, and yet the metaphor reigns true, because we're all a little hammered. Wine be the wine that inspires, and here we are, very inspired indeed gathered spiritually in honor of the two-buck Bacchus himself, Fred Thomas Franzia. Gather close and I shall tell you a tale. <laughs> but like, get, really get in here, because I'm not going to yell too loud, because if I do, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> back in the, oh God, back in the olden times, when cigarettes were vitamins and cocaine had coke in it. Pro Prohibition comes along because all the evangelical Protestants were mad that people were having fun and decided everybody should be as miserable as they are. <laughs> On the fuck tales of the Civil War comes the First World War. You see, war was the rage at the time because they didn't have Hulu yet. <laughs> and, like, nobody liked anybody. Especially the Germans because the war. So... The Prohibition Party started getting mad popular, and they figured now would be a great time for everybody to stop drinking. The Volstead Act kicked America in the dangles, because even though they all just figured out penicillin and insulin, timing is everything when it comes to viruses and diabetes. So goody fucking vitamin drops for you, but little Althea doesn't have a foot anymore, and now nobody can wander down to the pub to drink about it. The sale of alcohol was prohibited. See, it's not just a clever name. But you were allowed to make booze at home. Constitutionally, you weren't allowed to sell, make, import, or transport the good stuff. But you were allowed to produce up to 200 gallons for private consumption. Because, yeah, they were evangelical Protestants, but they weren't crazy. <laughs> so now... Everyone has to be an amateur chemist if they want to forget about cholera and that pesky little pandemic back in 1918. Which leads to that most glorious of American traditions, bootlegging. And what was the boot you had to leg? Grapes, baby. 
90 million gallons of wine a year were being squeezed from California grapes. That's the estimate. Don't make me Google. I'm getting the fuzzies and my eyes won't stop crossing. Someone had to be making money off of it, and they were. Specifically, Giuseppe and Teresa Franzia, who were making a killing while trying to avoid being actually murdered by Al Capone, whose bootlegging operation was so fucking flush, he was worth around $100 million in 1927, because no matter how hard you pray about it, people are going to find a way to drink. <laughs> then, Prohibition ended its long, sober night, now everyone can start going to bars and fancy restaurants with the good breadsticks again. Giuseppe and Teresa passed the business to their kids, and the Franzia Brothers Winery started doing it in the daytime. Sidebar, during all this, Ernest Gallo marries into the family because he knew Giuseppe, because he was running grapes back and forth from Chicago to California for his dad, Giuseppe Gallo of the Gallo Wine Dynasty. And that whole story gets real fucking Coppola. So like for extra credit, pull an all-nighter Googling about the two Giuseppes of the American Wine Dynasty, because wine was damn nasty back in those days. Anyway, Fred Thomas Franzia is born in 1943, breaking the curse of everyone in the fucking industry being named Giuseppe. But... <laughs> Continuing the tradition of the two Giuseppes and the Winesty by working there in 1965. By 1973, it was sold to the Coca-Cola company like McDonald's or Christmas. And Fred <laughs> and his brothers and cousin move on to start the Bronco Wine Company. Named such because there's brothers and, and cousins, bro and co. It's nothing is as it seems. <laughs> Meanwhile, across the country, a young officer quits the Air Force and becomes a banker, but can't quit thinking about the good grapes he got in Europe. Who could? And he moves to Napa to start a winery with a label that no doubt brings to mind many a first date in college for some of you humans, Charles fucking Shaw. Now, it's the 80s, and people don't need cocaine in the cola. They just raw dog it in the bathrooms, and the music was great. 1981. The wine group is started by Art Ch Chioka, who was married to Teresa Franzi's goddaughter. See what I'm saying? This whole to story totally stars Pacino, Pesci, De Niro, and the, all the central casting regulars on The Sopranos. And they buy up Franzi wine, which, by the way, was very popular even then, because this whole fucking time, from Prohibition to prog rock, they were, quote, wine for the masses, not the classes. And of course they were. This wasn't a French fucking smiley on Ascot kind of crew. Nay, this was American bootleggers. No frills, eight wooden crapped rocking chairs, people. The wine, uh, the wine group. It's not, it's not the alcohol, it's the sugar. Mm. The wine, the wine group decides to expand without losing that bathtub wine freshness that Franzia made popular. So they adopt an Australian technique for distribution that will no doubt ring familiar for anyone that's ever gone to a bachelorette weekend in a Midwestern suburb, bags in a box. And that, Kirsten, is how Franzia started making their legendary boxed wine. But it was so far divorced from Fred Franzia that he couldn't even claim it. 
But does that stop someone descended from the grape runners that beat Capone? No, it fucking doesn't. Are you paying attention? 1991. Charles Shaw gets a divorce and sells his wine. Oh, fuck, man. That was the last one. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, all right. Um, 1991. Charles Shaw gets a divorce and sells his winery to Fred Franzia, who keeps the label because it looks good, but figures that's too bougie for the man whose entire legacy was narrated by Ray Liotta. Flash past the 90s and the Apple Teeny to 2002, when Fred Franzia decides to bring Charles Shaw to even more masses, bringing the price down to a buck 99, a Charles Shaw bottle, and slinging them at Trader Joe's, heralding the birth of the two buck chuck, which sold, which sold 800 million bottles between 2002 and 2013. And everyone who's ever had to work a gala at a banquet knows it's Charles Shaw that everyone's slamming at the Oprah bar. And in the immortal words of Frank Franzia himself, take that and shove it, Napa. That's a direct quote. Fred Franzia left this earth on a very reasonably affordable crystal ship into the heavens on September 13th, 2022, leaving behind a legacy of just fucking drink it, man. <laughs> when asked about why the fuck he could sell wine cheaper than a bottle of water, he said, quote, they're overcharging you for the water. Don't you get it? So stop trying so hard. Don't get fancy, just get drunk. Why aren't you? Seriously, there's no time in a world this crazy, especially if you grew up under the Don Vito of Vintners in the Scorsese-verse like Fred Franzia. So raise a plastic cup that you finally found in the stack behind the cooler after asking for like a half hour to the mammoth legend who inspired everyone and anyone to new generative processes, a Bacchus on a budget, who pressed out glorious wine for all humankind, regardless of class, so we could all drink through this hard fucking time. I love you. I'll fuck. Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for their kick-ass song, Promises. That takes us out on the back end. That's what you're listening to right now. Thank you to Jepson's Malort, which are my actual sponsors. And it's just so fucking cool to be able to say that. Thank you, guys. So fucking Chicago. Thank you to Jacob Serio for recording me. Thank you to you for listening to me. Thank you to the kids, as always, at Chad's Gas and Guzzle, the Guzzlers, the Guzz, as I like to call them, the G&Gs. Come check them out on Discord. It's just Chad's Gas letter and guzzle come hang out we talk all the time bunch of people have been going to uh, concerts lately we were talking about that uh i get ribbed all the time for not being on there enough that's hilarious and every now and then i just, I just check in i'm like hey what are you doing we've been sharing a lot of podcasts we've been sharing a lot of spotify accounts memes and then we have general she hulk takes which are always a riot um and that's usually what's going on over there so come over to the discord the links are down all the links are down below if you're not following me. October 7th, that's today. Come check out uh, the Birdcast of 10 Terrors tonight on the YouTube. That's 9 p.m. Central Savings Time or whatever the fuck, which we won't have to worry about next year because it's a fucking outlawed it and set it on fire. So, you know, enjoy it while you can. 
In the meantime, get ready for the season. It's all crispy out, so, you know, go to Fright Fest. Come, um, like, check out the neighborhood. See who's got the kooky skeleton shit up on the roof. And then uh, head on down to Logan Arcade and come find me because it's always Halloween over there, and they got all kinds of freaky shit going on. Uh, can you tell I'm jazzed? I'm so fucking jazzed. <laughs>